Xin chào. Chúng bệnh số. Mình gọi là bà. Ní hào. Selamat siang. Sabai đi tuần sau. Assalamualaikum. Tuadi. Selamat pagi. Magandang umaga. Welcome to the Lotus Talks. Hi, let me introduce myself. I'm Granger Whitelaw, CEO of the Vietnam Group, and I host the Lotus Talks. The Lotus Talks is a show where we talk about the people and the companies that are making a difference in Vietnam and Southeast Asia, or doing good while doing well, as I like to say. It's the golden age here, and there are many exciting things happening. I hope to bring as much to you as possible. So get your coffee, sit back, and relax. And let's go! Good morning and welcome to Friday Notes. This is Granger Whitelaw. Well, it's been an exciting week here in Saigon. We have been dealing with the coronavirus scare, and I certainly don't want to waste your good time talking about that, but it is something that uh, is on everyone's mind. So I will share this. Make sure you're washing your hands and you're not feeling good. Don't go to work. <laughs> Keep out of the general population if you can, and uh, just be careful. I think uh, hopefully we'll see a, a containment here and a reduction in this whole thing. So Monday we were talking about um, Asia. Where are we now? And economic indicators from the last couple of years, um, kind of where I see things going, how we're viewed here in Asia, and uh, some places where you can certainly look at leveraging and, and growing your business and improving your business. And uh, I always say that uh, the best way to do that is through partnerships at this point in time. And Vietnam and Southeast Asia, uh, good partners are going to help you scale faster and uh, changing your mindset to look at that, I highly recommend. Today we have a, a bit of a different uh, plan. Usually we profile a business that we talk about uh, the idea on Monday, but since we're talking about facts, news, those kind of things, I thought I would take the opportunity to uh, speak with a gentleman who's been in um, Asia and Vietnam for a number of years, has a fantastic website uh, for information, um, not necessarily business, but really culture and um, um, society and other stories. Uh, that anybody here visiting or living really should know about um, in the expat community and the Vietnamese community. So let me introduce him, Brian Litwin from Saigonier. Brian, good morning. Hey, Granger. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great to have you, man. I love your uh, I love your online magazine, Saigonier. It's it's very cool. Thanks. I feel it's very artistic too. I kind of dig the uh, the look and feel and, and the vibe of it all. Well, I can't take credit for that. I just run the thing and let people who are more creative and better at using their their hands do the, the God's work of making it look nice and creating <laughs> nice content. Oh, I don't believe that. Now, you, you're one of the founders of the Saigoneer, right? You mm. and... Um, Alberto. Alberto Elbi. Mm-hmm. He goes by. Yeah, yeah. Really nice guy. Super nice. Yeah. So, um, not everybody listening to the podcast knows about Saigonier. Um, I know I've asked uh, some different people. I was actually with lunch with someone today and mentioning the Saigonier, and they're like, what's that? So, um, I think it's important to kind of get the word out about what you guys do, and uh, let really the expat community probably listens to this podcast a lot. Um, tell us about Saigonier. Sure. 
So Saigoneer is the largest English language and Korean language uh, lifestyle website in Vietnam. Uh, so we cover topics ranging from uh, newsier things, like we'll write about the coronavirus stuff a bit, although we had an editorial meeting yesterday, and we all agreed not to do daily articles about it. Uh, we are not a news source. We do not make news. Um, okay. but we so do your resource news. Right. So if the Vietnamese press has published it across the board, then that kind of gives us license, uh, pun intended, I suppose, to, <laughs> to kind of run with it a bit. Um, and then we try to put it out there because for a lot of the expat readers that we have, uh, the English language news sources here are a bit limited. They um, are, yeah. And, and quite frankly, you know, who knows if they're accurate, right? Right. So for us, we try to go through the Vietnamese stuff, and instead of looking at one Vietnamese source, if we're covering news, which we try not to do as much as possible, but if it's something in our purview, uh, we'll go through five to seven different Vietnamese uh, Okay, so when websites. you vet a story, or, or something you're going to write about, mm -hmm. um, you'll look at VN News and all the different ones. I can't say all the names, yeah, sure. but your staff, your Vietnamese staff, will go through that, vet that, and really kind of try to pull together a story, if you will, and, or use the best one you find out there. Exactly. I mean, you'll, you'll find facts differ, numbers differ from source to source. So if, you know, somebody says, you know, 10,000 of this, and then another source will say it's 110,000, and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> there's got to be a, a real number in the middle here somewhere. And so you try to at least corroborate that you can find five sources that all have the same number or something. Or you so just then do you then it. take that and then you kind of rewrite a article? or The goal is to kind of apply Western norms to media in general. So when it comes to news specifically, like we're talking about right now, or newsier content, uh, the idea is to, instead of looking at it in a vacuum, um, this is happening right now, we try to look at what happened before, what might happen in the future, sure. pulling in... Uh, local news sources, but there was a lot of times where it's something, you know, any topic probably is not specific to Vietnam. So delays in a metro line happen everywhere. So you can kind of say, okay, if it's happening here in this way, it stands to reason that in this other place, we can look and see from lessons that they've had sure. if, if it will take, you know, five more years or 10 more years or something right. like that. So try to apply context, I would say, to everything. And that's really what the core of Saigonier is about and why we made it was to establish more context for anybody living in Saigon and finding out 10 years ago when we kind of started when the idea formed um, that there is a lack of of knowledge for a lot of topics in Vietnam um, and a lack of awareness for a lot of things. Or depth to it, right? Depth would probably actually be a better way yeah. to say that, yeah. Uh, among Vietnamese as well. Yeah. I mean, you not only cover things um, more deeply, if you will, but mm -hmm. you cover a wide range, uh, an XPLR, which is is it Explorer? Mm, exactly. You know, you have events calendars and events blog, you have event coverage, you have uh, eating, drinking, so F&B, entertainment, education, shopping, travel, services. I mean, this is all stuff that's important for business people, and mm -hmm. this is a business podcast, the Lotus Talks, to know about, right? I mean, if you have clients in town, you may want to know where to go for an event or what's happening, what kind of entertainment is going on, or maybe their wives want to go shopping. So the Saigoneer becomes a really good business tool. Business tool. We can. That's cool. Uh, oh, that's just my email. Uh, it's okay. All right. Hello, whoever's emailing you. Uh, yeah, I think uh, in a way you can kind of say that's like the timeout part of the website, Time Out Magazine. So that's like the, you know, what's going on in town. Time Out from New York. There you go. This is where London you got the idea? And all over the place. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but um, that's just one part of the website, right? So I think what, what our goal was trying to do is kind of take what's worked in other places, 
Um, and because we're in a market like Saigon, Vietnam, we also have a website in Hanoi as well, uh, to try to take what works and put it all together in one place. So that can mean, in the case that you just mentioned, business listings and events, but also in a more kind of New Yorker magazine way, we'll write 6,000 word articles on the history of rubber in Vietnam going through the colonial period up through the American Arts and culture. Yeah, profiling young musicians and artists and things like that. So there's not really a apples to apples comparison of another media platform I can see. I think we're inspired by a lot of different ones. Time Out is one. New York, uh, the New Yorker is one. Gothamist, which comes from where I'm from in New York, was the original sure. kind of thing that, that inspired it because they were always good about being hyper-local and really focusing on issues that as a resident of a city, you felt like you knew that place better. And that's the main sure. goal, I think. And you also do some stuff on heritage also, not just for uh, Saigon and Vietnam, but Asia in general. Yeah, I would say the heritage stuff probably represents is like 99% Saigon or 90%. We do some stuff, old photos of Taiwan or China or yeah, Japan. Those are those photos. Um, yeah, that's probably people's universal favorite section of the website. Oh, is it? Is, yeah. Yeah, um, we've cool. had historians write for us like Tim Doling, so he'll you know spend a whole article writing about a specific building or street or person yeah. that affected the the history of the city. Um, so yeah, those are those are definitely our kind of the bread and butter. It's of, important stuff to know too. I mean, again, you know, if you're doing business in a uh, a foreign country like mm-hmm. Vietnam, I understand the heritage and the culture is really important because it gives you uh, a better ability to communicate and to share and to understand how to do business in the culture, maybe why some people make decisions in business or in life they do. And historically, understanding history is really, really important uh, in going to the future, not making the same mistakes or just respecting how things are done. It's also something brands and business people can leverage as well as they try to make opportunities for themselves here. Uh, There's a lot of really rich layers to the history of Saigon and Vietnam, and it's such a young country, so I think a lot of it kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Um, but it is still part of the city's identity. So, you know, even Saigoneer, we use the word Saigon, not Ho Chi Minh City in the name, which an is an ear for, ear for you know, pioneer, pioneer, basically. Uh, to be totally honest, the, the I wanted a different brand name. GoDaddy said no, that domain is not available. <laughs> is Here that- are seven domains that you might want to buy, and I went kind of down the list. No, no, no. Hey, that looks pretty good. And then when I met Alberto independently, he had also registered a blog called Saigoneer. He's the only other person I've met who's independently arrived at the same brand name. Oh, is that right? Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, my wife is a Hispanophile. I guess that's the way to say that. She went to school in Spain. Okay. She's Vietnamese. Um, like and Spanish men or Spanish wine or all of the things. Music. And her dance. original, definitely. I remember telling me that her interest in Spanish culture originated. Uh, taking a Spanish class at the Ho Chi Minh City School, University of Social Sciences, and having a crush on her teacher, and that <laughs> led her down the path to. Well, they can be handsome, those Spanish guys. Oh, they know? can. Alberto is a very, very handsome you man. Watch out for him. Yeah, he he knows. He's the godfather <laughs> of my child. I don't think I have too much to worry about with him. Uh, but uh, yeah, my wife got into that stuff, and so they met before I met either of them, and they were friends. So when we started dating, my wife and I, that is. Uh, we would start to meet up with her Spanish friends, and he was one of them, and everything kind of went off. Oh, that's from cool. There. Yeah. That's a great story. I didn't know that story. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, wifey. And now you have the urbanist in Hanoi, right? Mm. Which is why, why call the urbanist, not Saigonier Hanoi? So when Saigonier started, there was no intention to scale it. It was a blog project that was something we would just. Sure. Trying to get information out there. My background uh, was on the agency side, working for companies like Mediacom. So I had a good experience on like the media buying side, on the right. agency side stuff. And I had worked for some publishers in the U.S. and New York before, too. So I had 
I had a pretty good idea of the industry, but again, it wasn't like, let's make a business and, and do that. Um, but as time went on and we got more popular and started making money, it became pretty apparent that there was the ability to expand, whether in Vietnam to Hanoi or outside sure. of Vietnam. Sure. Uh, and as we went through the exercises of branding, uh, Hanoi year doesn't sound great. You can't, it's difficult to use culturally, we'll just leave it there, Hanoi and Saigon are not really, right. there's, there are political issues at play, and maybe political is too strong of a word, but certainly there's weight well, there's cultural to these cultural is They really are, yeah. and, and, and that's, I think people realize that, and, and I think that divide that is still there to a large degree is, 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 uh, is coming together more and more. But I, from a branding standpoint, I completely get you, so Saigonier started off as what it was, but then you decided to come up with another brand that urbanist that you can take to Singapore, Taipei, Cambodia. Where are you going with it? So first off was Hanoi. Uh, so it, it was like you're saying, kind of fill in the blank brand. Yeah. So urbanist and then put a city. So you want to keep it hyper local. Okay. But you urbanist definitely describes the type of content that we make, which is sure. urban focused millennial stuff. Sure. Uh, so the general plan for the next two or three years would be, uh, with some things I can't talk about too much, but the ones I can would be Taipei, so Urbanist Taipei oh, and, cool. and Urbanist Singapore are what we're currently uh, fundraising. Two super modern cities. Two super modern cities, Taipei a bit less. It's really in a sweet spot because it's super developed, but not to the, de the degree in terms of expense and cultural ramifications of places like South Korea or Japan, right, right. Uh, which sacrificed a lot of social equity to get to their level of development. Sure. Uh, Taiwan, however they did it, struck a really nice balance yeah. uh, over the last well, 20 years. Taipei is getting a lot of people from um, Hong Kong and other places mm. going to Taipei. It's got a good mixed blend culture. Yeah, it's got a West Coast vibe, yeah. West Coast U.S. vibe to it, too. It's really chilled yeah. out. That's cool, man. Mm. Wow, how exciting for you. Yeah, well, you're we just got a fundraising. Is that what you said? Yeah, so the, the the key here is to to get money to do this stuff. So if people are listening to this and they're investors, which there are many, um, how would they invest in Saigonier? Uh, simply, they would shoot me an email, Brian at Saigonier com, and take the conversation. Brian at Saigonier com, and yeah. uh, Brian with an I, you not accept a Y. Checks, credit card, wire transfer. Cash, yeah, all of the, all of the things. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's exciting. You're raising money. Um, I, I, I understand. I think you told me that you had done an earlier raise years ago, and hmm. obviously you put that money into good use. So uh, certainly a solid investment for people to look at. Um, We're profitable. Yeah, you're profitable. Hey, yeah. really? A, like a, an internet company that's profitable today? Crazy, crazy sauce. <laughs> well, that's really neat. Um, I really appreciate you taking your time to come here. I, I enjoy this uh, this. Um, online article publications that you put out there uh it really does guide a lot and is very informative i don't know how you create so much content with the staff you have you have a pretty small staff don't you yeah but probably our best wild card or innate skill set of alberto and i and we're good at other things as well but was pretty doing a pretty good job identifying human resources yeah. um so hiring the right people as everybody who listens and runs a business knows is more or less the key to running a sustainable business. Oh, yeah. if, Absolutely. if not that, then don't even bother. So we've been very lucky to have uh, great staff and to retain them. So uh, you know, we have four full-time editorial staff for just Saigonier on the English okay. side of it. We have two Korean staff who are doing the Saigonier Korean version. And why Korea, not Japan? Or well, we thought those China. were the two considerations. Um, when we started doing demographic research about two years ago, 
to figure out which one to do uh, and talking to clients as well and saying, all right, if you had the choice of, of advertising against a Korean audience or a Japanese audience, both wanted, everybody wanted both, uh, but resounding Korean. Uh, for the client side, it was they come and spend more money. Okay. They also have families. They're long-term residents. Whereas here in, in Vietnam. In Vietnam. Yeah, so they're yeah. so bigger in District 7. Yeah. And they're, you know, they live here. Uh, they're expats, whereas yeah. a lot of the Japanese are uh, business folks, you know, single men coming here to, to do that. And if you are a Japanese restaurant on Late Tantone Street, that probably is your demographic that you're going yeah, for. Yeah, they stick their food. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. I, you see guys who have the names on the sake bottles. Like, they go there every night and oh, just wow. sit down for four or five hours, eat, probably drop, you know, 200 bucks and right, just right. drink and they sit next to each other and Japanese and culture that's yeah. what it is and it's yeah. great and that's wonderful in its own way and I like doing that every now and then as well when I have a late client <laughs> as long as you're not do that. and then that's also cool. just from a pure number standpoint there are and numbers are not cons- there's no way to know what the real numbers are but best figures are about 80,000 Koreans living okay. in Saigon and about 20,000 of those in Hanoi and then uh, there are about 15,000 Japanese. So okay, just, so much bigger market. There yeah. was no question. Okay. Really. Well, I think the Korean market's a great market, so I think you're spot on there. Everybody listening out there, there's also a podcast uh, that Saigoneer does. So you can go to Saigoneer.com. You can read about the arts and culture. You can explore what's going on in the city, food and beverage, uh, learn about the society and heritage, and listen to their podcast. It's a really cool podcast. I listened to it. Uh, I think it's rated one of the top five or ten or something in in the country. Maybe it's number one. I don't know, but um, but it's really cool. And uh, congratulations on that, also. Thanks. Yeah, you can find it on all the major podcasts, Spotify's and Apple Music mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff as well. So listen to Psychoneer and yeah. the Lotus Talks. Yeah, you won't hear my voice on it, luckily. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much. We'll wrap it up for today. I really appreciate you coming in, and uh, and hopefully we'll have you back. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you out there for uh, listening today. It's Granger Whitelaw with the Lotus Talks. Monday, we will be talking about business lunch, uh, Monday morning coffee, some ideas for how, why, where to go for business lunches. And uh, I think it's a good subject for any business person out there. We'll talk to you then. Until then, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, and have a fabulous weekend. Talk soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms so you never miss an episode. If you want to support what we do, then share and leave a comment. You can always find us on our website at thevietnamgroup.com forward slash The Lotus, as well as our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and just about everywhere in the world. Just search for The Vietnam Group. We post updates daily and feature the Lotus blog and podcasts. Until next time, the Lotus Talks. See you soon.